welcome guys. Welcome. It's been a while. Yeah, sorry. Um, listen. <laughs> Your hosts are two chronically ill women. We are not well. We're not well. We're not. Physically, mentally. Mentally. Emotionally. <laughs> Any of um, those. <laughs> we be struggling. We be every struggling. Day. And so we're, you know, we're getting this out as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all that we can expect from human beings in general. So. And we just want to be, we want to be upfront and honest. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again, though, and being patient and waiting for the next episode. We got, we got a couple good ones in a row, actually, that are both requested by listeners, which is super cool. Heck yeah. Finally diving into those. Okay. No, I lied to you. One of them was requested by a listener. The second one. With the next episode, so like just a little preview here. The second one I found while researching this one. So they're not at all connected, except for the fact that they both take place in Ohio. 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 Our old stomping ground. Our current stomping Our current ground. Stomping... Everyone gives Ohio such shit. I know. And it's like. I know. You know. It's kind of pretty. There, I saw ducks. <laughs> There's ducks here. I saw some ducks. Listen, I went to a little <laughs> wetlands the other day, and uh, there were f- all these frogs. So many frogs. Yeah. As, f- as far as the eye it's can see. It's springtime, man. Spring. It's springtime. I think it's nice. It is nice. We've If we've got ducks and frogs, how bad can Ohio be? No shit. Really? Come like, on. come on, guys. Also, though, sometimes sometimes Ohioans are trash, but not all the time. Not all the time. Hey, listen. Some people anywhere. Anywhere. Can Humans be a, can be trash. Human trash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. We, co- oh, we cover yeah. that. We cover that on a daily... Well... weekly bi-weekly when we feel like basis yeah that's exactly what happens so anyway Anyway, if you have never tuned in before and this is your first episode listening to us welcome this is cookies and crime i'm renee and i'm mindy i bring the crime she brings the cookies or chips or candy it's a a special treat what it's a special treat it's gonna be so fun it's a little silly (laughs) we're here for that i I I was really hungry when i bought it (laughs) You know they say grocery shopping when you're hungry can be Should can be it. dangerous. Even when I'm not hungry, I'm very suggestible when I'm grocery we shopping. Food motivated. I talk myself into being hungry when I grocery shop, so it's dangerous to do. But anyway, so that's that's the premise of our podcast. Basically, we talk about true crime, and then we have a snack afterwards. We're to experts in nothing, but no. we uh, we like to talk about it. Yeah, and sometimes we pretend we're experts, but we lo- love pretending. Don't we're be experts. fooled. Don't do don't that. let us fool you. <laughs> We know we, have we no know business. next next to nothing. We're highly unqualified. Highly unqualified. <laughs> we like talking. Yeah, we do. And eating snacks. Yes. So here we go. We're gonna dive into today's case. We ready? What do you got for us? Okay, I don't think this case comes with any trigger warnings other than the normal murder. Um just the regular old Just regular old murder. Run of the mill. This is murder. a pretty honestly too, this case kind of feels like a classic almost. Like a classic murder. When you think of murder scenarios, this is one of those kind of situations that you would think of. So um, it was recommended to us on Instagram and actually recommended to someone that I both used to work with and who lived down the street from the victim. So this is like a really close to home case. And some people might who are listening might even also, you know, be pretty connected to the family. So. Well, I'm not going to, I am going to trash talk some people, so just prepare for that. But um, don't come at me, okay? So Cheryl Coker, did you ever hear about that case? It actually sounds really familiar. Yeah, so she was an Ohio mother of two. Okay. She was living in Riverside at the time that our story takes place. Um, Her first daughter, Marissa, was from her first marriage. 
that marriage was kind of short-lived. Um, and when she was newly single, she ended up working at General Motors, which was like a huge, for those who are not from Ohio, like a lot of people used to work at General Motors. It was a big plant that a lot of people, especially in the Dayton area, would work at. Um, so it was a booming workplace at the time. And I'm pretty sure they went bankrupt at some point because they're not, are they around still? I don't think so. I feel like now it's Honda. Yeah. Now people in this area work at Honda. Not, yeah. But anyway, at the time it was GM. It was a whole thing. Um, I just I also remember a lot of older people who used to work at GM yeah. talking about how good the benefits were and how much they liked it, and then they stopped being able to work there for that, some reason. I, Don't quote me on that, that. that. I feel like that happened to a lot of like the auto industry yeah, yeah, really took it. Yeah. And I yeah I can't even remember what year that happened, but yeah, yeah they took a dive. Um, anyway, so she got a job here, and. She met, at GM, she met her second husband, Bill Coker. Um, they got married in 1999, and Bill actually adopted Marissa, which is pretty sweet. It's pretty they sweet. They became, like, a really, they, they became a solid family. Yeah. So I don't, it, based on that, I don't think her, Marissa's biological dad was really involved in the picture at all. Um, but Bill and Cheryl got, had their first biological child together, Michaela, and then eventually Marissa had a daughter of her own named Kaylin. Okay. Those names are all going to come up again. So they're, they're grandparents now, the lovely little family, so cute. Cheryl was a really sociable person. She was very outgoing, very bubbly. Bill was not. He was more reserved. I don't know if he was shy, but he he, he was, he, I don't know, he was, he was more to himself. It very much, and this might be spoiling everything for this story, but it very much reminded me of like a Shanann and Chris Watts. Oh, situation where she's she's the social butterfly yeah. Yeah. and he's kind of like, don't include me in any in social. Corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to socialize at all. I don't make any facial expressions <laughs> over in the corner because I'm dead scary. behind the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So foreshadowing there for how this story ends up. But oh, anyway, Cheryl. opposites attract. Right. So this is like this is a thing. So he was he was reserved and, she, and stoic and then she was like bubbly and stuff. So that's the dynamic of their marriage. OK. October 2nd, 2018, at 7 a.m., Cheryl takes Michaela to the high school, which she did every morning, every school day morning. Um, Supposedly, Cheryl got home and asked her husband to jumpstart her car because the battery died Mm -hmm. while she got a quick shower before continuing her day. Yeah. This was allegedly communicated through the bathroom door. Like, she was starting the shower and was like, hey, I'm home. Go jumpstart my car, please. Okay, I'm in the shower. And then he... That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's like a weird, you know, like... Yeah. Bill would later say he wasn't able to jumpstart the car, so he just went back to bed. Uh, <laughs> We're like barely... This into, is Bill's we're story. barely into the story this of the Bill's day, story. and you're like... <laughs> yes. Billiam. This is Billiam's story. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, Michaela... Okay, you. she usually... And this is, I guess, cute, but but odd. But I guess I didn't grow up with a cell phone. Usually, after the she last would generation, as, yeah, after she would drop Michaela off at high school, um, she would shoot her a text when she got home. Yeah, and she didn't this time. And Michaela was a little concerned, like she's going through her school day, and she's like, "Mom didn't text me." Yeah, like she usually does when she gets home. Yeah. That's super. Yeah. yeah, red flag. Interesting. So she starts calling people who may have been talking to her mom throughout the day. She calls her sister Marissa um, um, as well. And no one had heard from Cheryl. Her, Marissa's like, you know, I haven't 
seen her. I haven't talked to her. Like, I don't, I don't know what's up. Um, Everyone thought it was really odd because she's not the type to go no contact. Again, it's a lot like Shanann. She always had her phone on her. Yeah. She always was in contact with people at all times. And I, I think nowadays most of us are that yeah. way. Like, I, I feel like we're connected. Yeah. Even if we don't see each other. We're just texting people. All the time. All the time. All the time. Even if it's not like the same person all the time, it's somebody. Or even like, well, you know, like you're... Yeah. Through social media, like mm-hmm. you're connected, you're active somewhere most yes, of the time. Not yes. everybody, not everybody, not everybody. But it's common but in this day and age. Yeah, it's it common. common. And so for Cheryl to kind of not, like she she had like cold turkey, no contact, yeah, wanted her for her. people are very probably, alarming. Yeah. So the next day, Cheryl was reported missing. Oh no! Now, who reported her missing? Michaela. Well, uh, Michaela probably pushed for it. Okay. Um, Michaela actually is a huge point in this story because she figured out her mom's phone password and was able to use Find My Phone, that feature, which I have never known how to use. I don't either. In my phone. I've turned it off in my phone. So if anyone tries to do this, if I go missing, you're out of luck. Um, but they tracked down her f- mom's phone because her purse and phone were gone. They found her phone in her purse, which was in her Toyota Highlander, in the parking lot just outside of Clancy's Tavern, which is on Burkhart Road, if you're familiar with Riverside at all. It was in that parking lot. All of her belongings were accounted for, her wallet, her phone, her keys, her jewelry, like, or anything that would be in her purse was in her purse. Nothing was missing. Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't a robbery. No, someone knew her. Yeah. From her phone, as well as surveillance footage, they were able to sort of track her physical whereabouts up to a certain point. Now, before we go through that timeline, we are going to take a quick break, but we're going to circle back. All right, so now let's go through this phone timeline. This feels a lot like our very first episode, actually. Remember when we did that? The hikers, the Panama hikers? Okay, okay. Phone record timeline. At approximately 7.35 a.m., Cheryl's cell phone records um, her arriving at home after dropping off her daughter at school. Okay. That tracks with Bill's story. Okay. Gotcha. 7.40 to 7.45 a.m. Cheryl makes several Facebook posts. Again, she was very active on her phone. Um, 7.35 to about 10.51, she's at her house, according to her cell phone. At 10.52 a.m., her cell phone pings near Kroger at 700 Spinning Road. Now, I didn't, like, deep dive into the map of Riverside because I was arrogant and thought I knew where everything was. Oh, God, yeah. I was wrong. I I haven't been in Riverside as much as I thought I had. Um, But a minute between her being at home and her being at Kroger, I'm assuming then that she lives, like, down the street. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I was... Um, That's a safe assumption. Yeah, so at around that time... Um, matching the cell phone records, her Toyota Highlander enters surveillance video in the parking lot of that Kroger. It's so crazy how they can track technology. Yeah. I love it. They're like, I, two different things can yeah. account for like her whereabouts here. Facebook, the post, yep. like that's a timestamp. It is. So it is. Guys, everything that you do is trackable. It's so... Unless you do what nobody in this day and age really does and just go off, off the, the grid. grid. Yeah, which it would be impressive if you could figure out how to do it 100%. Because yeah. you can't. Something is, something is going to track like- you. I like stuff. I like stuff. Yeah. I like stuff is nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
let them drag well, don't, me. Don't let me get started. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to start. I like I being like, comfortable. I like all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Um, okay. I'm living in the woods. <laughs> I won't do it. No, don't do it. Don't take away the cell phone. Okay. Don't. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I no, no. <laughs> so, okay. So she enters the parking lot of Kroger. Her car is parked on the east part of the parking lot, which is closer to Clancy's Tavern. That is where it's eventually found, right? Okay. We don't know who was driving, though. So it's a motion-activated camera, which is important because apparently it picked up the movement of the car when it parked, but it was whoever was it, it was too far away for it to pick up a human movement. Okay, so we you know don't what know I mean? who was driving. Yeah, so we don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have no idea who was driving. Um, it didn't pick up a person until like a closer customer walked into frame right next to Kroger, and. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the um, person that it did eventually spot was dressed in all black and had a hood pulled up. They exit. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. That's weird. That's weird. This person, hooded in black, walks, steps out of Cheryl's vehicle and walks north in the parking lot toward Burkhart Road, which is where her house is. Almost as if he didn't want to be captured. By a camera. Mm-hmm. And then walks back toward the house on Burkhart Road. No, he just leaves the car. He leaves the car. And this black figure walks toward Burkhart Road, which is where they live. Now. So he's just, he's dumping the car. So essentially, yeah. Okay. So we actually have. What, a, what an idiot. This will make you so happy, Dingus. though. This will make you so happy. We have a 911 call to listen to, okay? Oh. So we're going to pause for a second. Okay. And I'm going to insert this video. All right. Insert this video. Insert this audio of this 911 call. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. There was a guy dressed in black, black hoodie on. And as he walked across in front of me, he hid his face. I made a circle around the block. He was coming up, and he put both hands over his face. I believe he ducked us up and... Okay. First of all, bless that man. Right. What a sweet who like hero. How often do we see weird things and not call the cops? Yeah. Because we either we second we guess ourselves. Yeah. yeah, we get scared, or we're like, maybe it's normal. It's probably fine. Maybe it's maybe that's their car. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just being oh, weird because people be weird. National hero. Yeah. Calls. He How? he knew this guy's up he, to something. Yep. He got a gut feeling. He was like, this mm-mm, mm, something something's not right. Something's not right. So and this matches up with other surveillance videos and such too. So at ten fifty three, this person in black is seen. A 911 caller reports a suspicious white male dressed in all black with his hood pulled up, walking in the neighborhood a short distance from Cheryl's house. Yeah, I mean, this is very poorly planned. Yeah, and they first saw him near Utopia Place at Mundy Court, which I'm not sure. I feel like that's right near that plaza. Don't quote me on that. If you live at Riverside and you're like, this girl does not know what she's talking about, I'm so sorry. But um, based on memory... It's it's all right in there. So the, like like he said in the recording, he circled around because he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, sees then the person walk towards actually the back of the middle school, which I'm assuming leads to Burkhart Road. I, I literally I need to drive. You, through you're looking at me again. like I know, but I you listen, don't. I am. Um, yeah, you, you could. I, I 
I've lived here a long time. And yeah. You could ask me how to get to somewhere and I could You'd say, like, I have no I'm going to pull up my phone. And I'm going to pull up Google Maps or my husband's going to tell me. I think, yeah. I well, think I will learn that's what <laughs> that's what phones are for, too. Right. Yeah, also, like another reason we can never go off the grid. We, we need yet. GPS. <laughs> Listen, we're we so can't, spoiled. We can't survive. It's true. But I think what's suspicious, it's important when I when I was reading through his account of where this person went and like the path, I didn't know exactly what the path was. But then they said he went behind the middle school. And I'm like, if I saw a person wearing a black hoodie walking behind a school. Oh, yeah. 911. I mean, granted, it's dark. It's kind of dark get, out. Get here. No, it's not. No, I am wrong. It's in the morning. It's daytime. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's like almost 11 a.m. And th- their school's in session, and this person in a black hoodie is walking behind a middle school. My, okay, listen. Uh, red on. flags. My dude. <laughs> Eleven in broad the morning. daylight. Broad daylight. How big of Cub an idiot, Shelly? Cub wood. I know. I know. It. Yeah. So okay. It's even worse. Feels this... like I'm reading the script for the first time, guys. It's been so long since I've written it. This guy but yeah yeah i have a guess as to what his oh i i think we all can guess yeah because i gave the spoiler away at the beginning but yeah basically we know who did this but um okay it seems like crime of passion maybe or yeah you know so so a second witness who later talked about it a second witness um also saw him go behind the middle school um and this they thought it was odd because this this man was dressed for cold weather and despite unseasonably high temperatures for October, like it's October 2nd. So it's probably like it should be feeling like fall, which is jacket weather. But if it's unseasonably high, which Ohio has had that in the last several years. Ohio is a strange summer, yeah, weather place. Unpredictable Very weather. Unpredictable. And if it's super hot outside, even if it's still even if it's October, you're wearing a black hoodie. Oh, yeah. You're going to set up red flags. Ohioans will wear shorts in, like, the winter. Yes. It's strange. The I second, don't understand Well, it. in the second, it feels like spring. Yes. Even if it's for oh, five yeah. minutes, they're for like, sure. break out the shorts. For sure. Let's do this. So, black hoodie in the... Yeah. Black hoodie. Everyone's going to be like... Warm temperatures. What yep. What's that guy doing? Mm-hmm. So, the description matched the 911 caller. The second witness was like, yeah, that's exactly what he looked like. Yeah. A weirdo walking around the high... Behind the middle school what to if- get to Burkhart Road. Yeah. <laughs> what if... A- Crazy. What a dingus. Has he never committed a crime before? Come on. (laughs) You should know better. So, okay. So between 11.09 and 11.10 a.m. Don't ask me how that got so precise. Maybe the witness knew exactly what time they were looking at this. Um, the, the The suspicious male. Whoa, he was actually caught on four different cameras. Outside of the middle school. Again, this feels like I'm reading this for the first time. So that's why they have a timestamp. It's because it's four different surveillance Mm -hmm. cameras. Outside of the middle school, all four videos show him walking to Cheryl's house. <laughs> and he seemed very familiar with the house. But he's not approaching it like he's like, so this is he- a stranger's house. He's like walking up to it like it's his own home. Because he's a dingus. At 8.08 p.m. This is the kicker. 8.08 p.m. So later that night. Another video from Inside Kroger shows Bill Coker entering the grocery store wearing all dark clothing, <laughs> a black polo shirt, dark colored shorts, dark colored shoes, and he has a vid- visible injury on his elbow, on his left elbow. Okay. I wonder how that happened. He makes a purchase and he leaves. So let's, uh, 
let's back up just just a little bit. Can you guys hear the sirens? There's, like, <laughs> there's a crime happening outside right now. It's really setting a good ambiance for the episode, to be fair. So this this timeline was what prompted the police to look at Bill Coker. He was a very obvious suspect. He's their only suspect. In fact, in interviews, he is the one publicly stated as a suspect. The cops were straight up like, dude, we're looking into this guy. Bill. He is our one one and only. Yeah, our one and only suspect is Bill Coker. He had been having affairs. Okay, he couldn't keep it in his pants. Um, The two, according to this is like. If you listen to other podcasts, watch other videos about this specific case, most of them say this part with such a certainty that it bothers me because they say Bill and Cheryl had had marital problems before, decided the only way to fix it is to have an open marriage. Or he decided the only way to fix it was to have an open marriage. We only have his side. She's dead. Correct. She. Well, OK, sorry, I jumped to the end again. She's missing at this point. And he's the one being investigated. You, did, you said it was a murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we assumed. He, he's the one saying, we decided to have an open marriage to save our marriage. It was to save our marriage. The only rule was they couldn't fall in love with the people they were sleeping with. Okay, which I, whatever, whatever. I have <sighs> thoughts. Yeah. I have thoughts. I have opinions. Yeah. So, so that, there was, this was the rule and this was alleged by Bill. Again, a lot of other people that present this case to the media are like, is this an open marriage gone sour? Is that that's how they put it? And I'm like, but do we know that's what it was? <laughs> because it sounds like an a open, cheater okay, justifying okay, okay, no, no, his no, no, own behavior. On, yeah, an open marriage gone sour is a divorce. <laughs> it's not inf- a it's infidelity. Yeah, not a murder. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's this is a, a that's that a crime. Yeah. In fact, is a felony. Yeah. 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 Um, so he claims this and he claims that this, this open marriage with this rule of not falling in love with your other partners, this has been functional for a few years at this point is what he's claiming to the police. Mm -hmm. In April, 2018, he started a relationship with a coworker and he, that was a dumb idea. Yeah. First of all, never do that. that. (laughs) Even if you're married, if you're not married, like never do that. Um, but he developed feelings and he broke rule the rule. And so divorce came up. Cheryl was like, okay, I was willing to try to make this, according to Bill, I was willing to try to make this work before the open marriage kind of fixed it, but now you broke the rule. Now you broke the trust, whatever. Um, So, okay, fine. We're going to divorce. So Bill panicked and he's all about, I guess he's all about image and divorce would have just wrecked it. I I guess. Yeah. And so he he swears, doesn't this sound so much like Chris Watts? He swears he's going to break it off. Personality. Yeah, he's going to break it off with his coworker. He swears up and down. Every method of communication that he has, though, with his coworker suggests the exact opposite. Because he says, "I'm going to break this off with her. Don't divorce me. This is this will be fine. We'll make this work." And then that very day, he texts this coworker about how excited he is about their date that night. Like it. Yeah. So clearly, if he's. If you're lying about that, like, are you really telling the world the truth about this allegedly open marriage? Or are you just cheating? Correct. <sighs> yes, makes me bad. Anyway. Okay. So he has no intention of breaking this off with a coworker at all. So she's she's done. She files for divorce. And apparently, Bill did not react well. He reportedly even tried to run her off the road with his car. Like, he's crazy. Okay? He's... Scary with his retaliation. 
everyone in her I've life seen this type. Yeah, everyone in her life was like, well, this seems I mean, well, I mean, we unfortunately, we see this a lot in domestic violence. Yes. You know, situations. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, don't ruin their dominion by well, by yeah, leaving and it, them. And like God forbid you leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it, exactly. it, is, it becomes a very dangerous situation. Yeah. He went on after after he tried to run her off the road. He went on a trip with his co-worker, girlfriend, lover, lady. And he took his daughter, Michaela, with him. Oh, my God. Poor, poor Michaela. How weird would it be to be on a vacation with your dad and his mistress while your mom is just kind of chilling at home trying to figure out this divorce? I don't know. I, I, I feel I feel really bad for Michaela. So anyway, um, so that happens on October 1st, which is the day. And they get home the day before Cheryl goes missing. Oh yeah, they get got home the day before she went missing. So be, Bill being back in town prompted Cheryl to send a text to a friend saying, "I will be in to work tomorrow. If I'm not, I'm dead." So, and I need we it. No more questions. No, more, no more questions. My case rests, Your Honor. We, we understand now who did it. Yeah, want to know something weird, though. This was a really weird detail. Uh, Bill's girlfriend, okay, she told the police, right, right after Cheryl went missing, um, she told the police, you know, right before she went missing, Cheryl texted me and said, if anything happens to me, could you please take care of Bill? And I can't... Why? I don't first of all I don't believe that Cheryl texted her that but but second yeah, why would she say that why would you tell the police that are you trying to make Bill seem more innocent because it doesn't it makes you sound weird like that's why would why would she text the lover yeah, that's a really really weird detail it's so like yeah and no one unpacks that further like they don't look into the girlfriend or anything it's just Bill which I guess is fine but it's kind of like a you know, like in the I mean, Chris- if they have her phone, can't they just double check that she said that? Let me look in. Let me look in my notes, please. Hold. Um, I guess they can, but I don't see any sign that they did. They probably didn't care. They knew Bill did it. Yeah. Now it's just let's try to prove Bill did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girlfriend's clearly just crazy. Because why would Cheryl? Or complicit. Or complicit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Bill himself was very unhelpful. Go figure. Gee. Right? Didn't see that coming. Shock. He didn't help with the search for his missing wife. At this point, they hadn't found a body. She's missing. He did. He showed no caring at all. He did not care that his not even ex-wife yet is missing. He didn't help search. He showed up to interviews as asked, but that was it. He refused to take a polygraph. When the press contacted him, he would say things like she was into some sketchy stuff. And then he would just move on, and he would be like, I'm not giving any more details because I want to protect my daughters. Yeah, this guy's the worst. Yeah, he is. He also said, and this kills me, I have never in my entire life hurt anyone. Now, the linguist in me is dying hearing that because I'm like, first of all, you're using an unnecessary absolute that is also not true for even innocent people. I have never... In my entire life, hurt anyone. Yes, you freaking have. Yeah, if you're whether a human you, being, yeah. yeah, whether you even know it or not. You're only using that absolute language because you're trying to deflect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. You're trying to be like, no, I, I absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because in a lot of like interviews that you can look back on, you can actually see the body language. Yeah. Of, like you know, like when people are lying, mm-hmm. like there's there's just t- there's tells there's yeah. giveaways when we are lying. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And yeah. You can you can see them. It, yeah. And then pairing it with language like that. I'm like, okay. Now, if I didn't think you were guilty before, that claim, just that the alone, I think you are now. I mean, like, come on, Come Bill. on, Bill. Going straight back to your house. You're Piece not even going to deviate and go somewhere else and then go back to your own house. Anyway, he was public. Again, he was publicly named as a suspect, which I don't know if I've seen that a whole lot. In cases where the police are like, we're looking specifically at Bill Coker. Most of the time they're like, we have a few suspects. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're narrowing down. We're interviewing. We're continuing the investigation. Like, we'll update you as it happens. They try to be vague enough. Yeah. They try to, like, protect the investigation enough until they know for certain. Yeah. But these cops were like, Bill Coker did it. (laughs) We just have to nail him for it, you know? So, okay. She's still missing, though. Keep in mind. Let's bring this back. She's still missing. Um, search parties didn't even stop. They didn't stop looking for her for a while. So I was working in the Dayton area at the time. And a friend of mine that I worked with was part of the group that was sending out search parties. And she actually did one of the searches. She didn't end up being the one that discovered anything, but she did participate in the searches, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I like that they have those groups for in sure. general. And a bunch yeah. of volunteers just Absolutely. go out and I mean, hike the highways and stuff. Seriously. Yeah. Like. We're in this together. The news never even really let it go either. You can find on like every few months, they would update us on searches and stuff like they never they never let us go. And I think it's because we so publicly knew who did it that the police wanted to harass the situation as much as the cops were trying to like, don't let anyone ever stop looking for Cheryl. So because every time I looked at the news, there was something about Cheryl Coker on there. So she was missing for two years, almost two years. Oh, my God. Her remains were eventually found by a mushroom hunter in April of 2020. Wow. So it's very recent. That was two years, three, what year is it? Three years ago. That was three years ago. Yeah. And I'm going to quote directly from the, the autopsy. Due to the condition of the remains, near complete skeletonization, the precise cause of death could not be determined. However, the circumstances surrounding the disappearance, as developed by law enforcement investigators, and death as the postmortem changes are consistent with the time period and clothing is reported to be what was worn at the time of the disappearance, suggests the cause of death is related to foul play, and as such, a common term used to certify the cause of death as homicidal violence of unknown ideology. I would agree. So it's definitely homicide. She didn't just she, accidentally she was, she was die. Hitting, yeah. Yeah. So the most frustrating part is that Bill was never convicted. What? Yes. He is walking around freely still in Riverside. He still is around. Not in prison at all. It's still an unknown, unsolved case. And it's a lot like the Ellie Greenberg case. We know exactly who did it. I'm but the police, shook. they don't have, which kills me because they've got surveillance video, but I guess it's circumstantial because they can't identify his face. There's not enough conclusive evidence to convict him. So even though we're 95% sure it's Bill Coker, that's it. Her cases, I can't, it's I... considered unsolved because they can't close it. What? Yeah. What do we have to do? Like, it, like harass Where Bill do we Coker. need to donate? See, I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't I, I, If I find some after the recording of this, I'll include it in the show notes and we'll post it on social media. Seriously. But as far as I know, like, they're, they're still 
once they recovered her remains in 2020, they're con- the case isn't closed. So it's still like they're looking into it, but it's not it's also not one of those where they find the body. They have enough to convict him. They throw him in jail. Like, it's not that conclusive. Oh, that's so frustrating. It's frustrating. But I mean, the two years that she was missing before we found her body, no one gave up. So I feel like if we keep talking about it. Yes. If we keep raising awareness for like it. These, some of these cold If we throw eggs can. at Bill Coker's house. <laughs> no, but really. Like, no, but really. Like, like, he's he's a free man right now. And we know he did it. And, like, anybody that, like, meets their end like this deserves justice. Yeah. Yeah. And her poor daughters, they need closure. Absolutely. They, I mean, they, I'm sure they are sitting there like, well, yeah, dad definitely did it. But they can't do anything about it either. God. So, yeah, if I find any kind of link or petition to sign or anything i'll include that and then we'll make sure you guys know about it but as of right now to my knowledge i don't have any information man that's a this is a heartbreaker i know i know it's a it's really really sad too when i was researching it because i think it's because i have driven those roads like i i know i've been where she was found i've been where her car was found but and so it, like it hit, hits kind of close to home yeah. and then the fact that it's not solved yeah technically not solved hmm. yeah it's upsetting yeah we're sorry to cheryl's family my heart goes out to her yeah. her girls and her family and friends who are still grieving because I, I don't think i would be able to stop grieving yeah i mean I you mean, don't really ever stop grieving but course. like if you especially if you have no closure you don't have any resolution yeah in we're, situation. we're gonna dig it we're gonna dig and see what we can do yeah yeah we are but first, we're going to end on a light note. Yeah. What's our snack today? Okay, I got a, I got is a it, savory treat. Is it a good treat? one? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I have got baba ganoush. Baba ganoush. Oh, yeah. With pita. <laughs> look at it. Look at it. That is authentic. It's from a, a local Mediterranean uh, restaurant. What's it called? Oh my god! Now I have to look up. I don't remember. Oh what my it's gosh! Called. I think I've been to like every Middle um, Eastern Mediterranean that, restaurant. Is it by the Dayton Mall? No, it's no, not. it's the one. It's one right over by Starbucks and Meyer. Tastes of Mediterranean. Oh. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Just so you guys know, though, the population of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean immigrants in this area is pretty high so thank goodness because we get grocery stores and restaurants galore with that's my favorite taste of of jerusalem oh i love them have you had shawarma from them they're really i mean i'm a veggie i only fish they have veggie shawarmas well that has chicken that's chicken but um i wonder if they have veggie shawarmas i'm one of those you're one of those she's one of those guys but that's okay baba ganoush is fun um yeah taste of jerusalem we love Ooh. a good baba ganoush. Yeah, we do. I'm down for any Middle Eastern Mediterranean dish, to be fair. Ooh. 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 Wait, must take pictures. Let me get the pita. It's beautiful. That's some beautiful hummus there. And then pita just looks like pita, but I guess. <laughs> and, the pita, and the pita is the pita. Beautiful pita. It's wrapped in tin foil, so you know it's fresh. Oh, 
Now that is a snack. <laughs> it's the best way to end this episode. It really is. Ready? And go. Mmm. Mmm. That is a good Bible news. Five out of five. Yeah. No doubt. Five skulls. No doubt. Mmm. I'm not going to double dip. You're in the Dayton area? Taste of Jerusalem. They're a winner. I like them. Mmm. Oh, damn, dude. This is good. (laughs) This is fantastic. I'm so happy right now. This is hitting my comfort food level right now. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. Yeah, that was a good decision. Well, thank you guys for listening. Also, go get you some baba ganoush. And then potentially sign a petition. Tell us your favorite hummus. Oh my gosh, yeah. Favorite hummus. Favorite Middle Eastern dish. Um, Also... We're going to be doing a giveaway. Yeah, we are. So if you don't follow us on Instagram already, you need to. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm (laughs) trying my best. She's doing really well, though. I'm trying my best, but, you know, our little logo is real cute. Yeah. And we're cute. And you should have it on on a piece of apparel. On a shirt or a hat or a fanny pack or something. And then, you know, when you're out in the world, someone could be like, what's that? Hey, what's that? And you say it's the best podcast I've ever it's listened the best podcast. to. If you want, so two we're dinguses. doing two dinguses talking about crime and eating snacks. Um, if you want to get ahead of the giveaway and decide, I just want to buy stuff and support them already. We do have merch up in the little Arcus shop. Arcus with a K and shop is spelled old timey. S-H-O-P-P-E. Mm-hmm. They, we carry merch there. So we've got cookies and crime sweatshirts. We've got and they are comfy. They're so comfy. So warm. We're wearing them today. Mm-hmm. Well, I took mine off, but we were wearing them today. <laughs> I'm wearing mine. Yeah. They're very cozy, so you should get one. Before the weather gets too warm. But we have some t-shirts. In- Do we have t-shirts yeah. up already? Yeah. 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 So go get you a t-shirt. And tune in next time for our next episode, which is also going to be a local episode. Ooh. Woo! Have Here- a good day. Here we go. Bye, Bye guys. guys.